from the depths of the darkest caverns to the peaks of the highest mountaintops. Join two friends as they explore Tamriel and share their tales one pint at a time. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast. Las Vegas at the HyperX Arena. Super excited to be here. This is our first time with a live audience. It's so cool. And thank you so much for joining us on stream. We are going to be talking with everybody for the next hour or so, getting into a little bit more detail about everything that we just announced on the stream. So, first off, let's introduce everybody. I'm Gina. I am one of the community managers for the Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> I'm Jess Folsom, Senior Community Manager on The Elder Scrolls Online. And we have Rich Lambert with us, who you literally just saw. Just his saw hair. Him. I just want to call out his hair is purple, it's as still promised. Purple, yeah. It's yeah. Still purple. And do you guys want to introduce yourselves, too? Sure. I'm uh, Lehman Tuttle. I'm the lore master for The Elder Scrolls Online. Well, My name is Kyle. I am an ESO stream team partner, and I stream at Kyle Dempster Studio. Well, it's twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios. Nice plug. <laughs> and my name is Cash. I'm from the Lower Seekers Podcast. You can find us at loreseekerspodcast.com. Love you, All right, so let's dive right in. So we just wanted to talk about our viewership milestone rewards so i'm happy to let you know we did unlock the long-winged bat pet so all you have to do to qualify for that is to log into the game and kill one monster we'll have more details on uh, the eso website tomorrow so keep an eye out for that we did not hit the snow bear plunge number but but you all have been so great and we love you so much we're going to do it anyway <laughs> so keep an eye out for details. Are you going to come with I will us? I recruit some oh. devs. How's that sound? Yes. Lean in. Mike? Not doing it. Not doing it. Um, also, the Dark, or the uh, Graymore chapter is available for pre-purchase right now on theelderscrollsonline.com. We have an, well, an article up on the website that will help you choose what version is best for you. You get a lot of really cool pre-purchase rewards including the whole Breaker War Horse, which you can get right now. There's actually people running around in the game with it right now, I'll bet. And there's also a physical collector's edition. We heard you. We know you wanted one. So that one is available for purchase, pre-purchase right now as well. And it comes with this really cool vampire lord statue, oh, not, not Gina's chest. <laughs> 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 um, we also have a sale going up on the Bethesda merch store right now, 10% off. The code word is Skyrim, and you can get 10% off select items. There's also a whole bunch of really cool new Dark Heart of Skyrim items, including the Reliquary. The Reliquary, yeah. Again, I'm not pointing at Gina. <laughs> 
I'm not up for pre-purchase. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what did we just announce? We announced our brand new chapter, which is Greymore. The new year-long story, which we're calling Dark Heart of Skyrim for this year. The Harrowstorm DLC. There's a lot that we need to dig mm-hmm. into in this show. And uh, as Jess mentioned, that you can pre-purchase Greymore now. Uh, we know there's been a little hiccups on the website a little bit, but if you're having issues getting in there, we are working really hard to make sure that you can get in and pre-purchase. Um, again, you can check out all the website for all the um, different items that you can get, including the physical collector's edition. So next week, we're kicking off with Harrowstorm coming to the PTS, which is super exciting. Uh, includes two new dungeons. The prologue quest is going to be on there. We have the patching overhaul, the performance updates, which we are going to be talking about in a couple minutes. <laughs> but first... But first, um, we've seen some questions coming up in the community in the last 45 minutes or so since we finished our announced stream. There's one that we want to address, and we have seen some questions from our players on PlayStation 4 asking, where is the Graymore chapter? Why can't I pre-purchase it yet? So due to circumstances outside of our control, the chapter is not available for pre-purchase at this time on PS4, but please know that we have you covered. Um, we will make sure that you are able to get the pre-purchase items. You'll have the opportunity. So just keep an eye on the official ESO website and social channels for more information. One of the other things that I saw coming up a couple times was with antiquities. There are some folks asking if we're going to accommodate colorblind mode for those that can't That's see the colors question. in some of the puzzles. We are definitely taking that into account, so have no fear. You will still be able to participate. That's, that's why it's shape really and Shapes and colors. Ah. Yeah. All right, so uh, Rich, you just have a few moments before you need to head out, so we don't want to take too much of your time. But we did want to start he'll still with. Be here. Well, yeah, he'll be here. Not <laughs> out in cyberspace. So you're not getting away that easy. Uh, so we want to kind of address the elephant in the room first, which is game performance, because we know this is really important to a lot of people. Everyone. So can you um, provide an update on sort of the current state of performance? Because I know some people maybe haven't played in a few months. They've heard some things. What's going on with performance right now? Well, I think that the first big thing is we actually had a successful Undaunted event. We finally got that done. The, uh, that LFG tool, you know, the team worked really, really hard on it. Um, they completely rebuilt it from the ground up, and it, it you know, stood, withstood um, this event, which is great. Uh, there were a few things that shook out of it we're still working on. It's not perfect yet, but we're still going to continue to work on it and make it better. Um, but it, it made it through, which was great. Well done, guys. We were watching and we were sweating, but yeah, we, it made it, which was great. Great work. So update 25, this is coming to PTS next week. Uh, this is going to include the patching overhaul, frame rate improvements, but what does that actually mean to a player? What are they going to notice from that? Well, the big thing is, A, um, the game is going to be smaller on disc. It's you, good. Have to, you have to re-download the entire game, but once you do that, it's going to be roughly 30 gigabytes smaller, which is good. Does that also mean that the patches after that will also be smaller? They will be smaller going forward. On all platforms. On all platforms, which is really important. We know that's a pain point for players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other big part of this is just the game is going to load faster. You know, It's going to load more reliably, less infinite load screens of Doom. I know that's the thing that happens a lot, or frequently. Um, and your overall frame rate is going to be better because of the loading system can just load the assets faster. So question, because this game's big and it takes people a while to download it based on their internet. Is there any kind of incentive players might have to do this? 
Yeah, so <laughs> what we're going to do for a period of time after it goes live is there's going to be a free pet in the Crown Store that you can purchase. I think it's the Crimson Torch Bug. Mm -hmm. Crimson yeah. Torch Bug pet. Yeah. Yeah. I know that is a, a, a pet. There's a lot of players that are very interested in that. So that'll be there as kind of an incentive to, hey, go through, re-download the game, but get this really cool, neat thing. I think that was one of the critters in Merkmire, wasn't it? I saw a lot of people yeah. asking before, like, how do I get that torch bug? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people one, want it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so you mentioned the frame rate improvement. So that's across all zones, like even in Cyrodiil? Every, even Roll Call? Every, During prime every, time? Yes. No. Even Cyrodiil. So keep in mind that this isn't a silver bullet that magically fixes all problems, all sure. yours. Um, this is the first step in many performance improvements that we're working on, um, but is a very good first step. Okay. Can, can I butt in again and Please just do. say... So, Rich, my, my game crashes a lot. I might be a little bit of an add-on addict. I don't, I don't know. Might. I'm not admitting it yet. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> it's only 100. Okay, you only have 100. <laughs> Or more. Will this help at all, any of these, with crashes or anything like that? So it won't help your problem oh. with add-ons. <laughs> Specifically uh, you. Um, but we actually uh, have an incremental going out um, that fixes a number of memory leaks. So I know players have been talking about, you know, I'm in Cyrodiil, for instance, Get a playing for a few hours, and the performance just kind of goes mm. down. You know, it takes longer to load. My frame rate doesn't work very well. Uh, and we fixed a couple of memory leaks specifically to address that. That um, actually went out this morning. That was the patch go. today. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're hard at work on, on all aspects. Thank you. Save me. So, <laughs> since this is hard question time, I guess it's my turn to dig into you a little bit. Uh-oh. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I'm one of those players that logs into the game, and I like the game to just run smoothly. Like, I don't know any of the back-end stuff. I really don't care any of the back-end stuff about any of the back-end stuff. I just want my game to run smoothly. So, at this point, I guess my question is, are we going to fix the fact that my character still runs on top of my mount, or is that just a permanent No! Feature? Oh. <laughs> it's a feature. Do, I mean, you, do you guys want us to fix it? <laughs> so we know it's back in the box. don't want it fixed. Can we make it a freaking achievement? <laughs> I mean, at, at this point, it's kind of like an Easter egg. I mean, <laughs> it's been in the game for as long as I can remember. I, it's probably not going to get fixed anytime soon. What about the one where your character literally humps the ground? <laughs> That's, That's an achievement. <laughs> we, we might look at that one, um, but the... Humps we'll the ground? See. I mean, it's yeah, not... Literally. You want to demonstrate that for us? Yes, please demonstrate. You haven't seen that one? Does the family show, ma'am. Does the... Repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rich, uh, what about update 26? The uh, the base game patch is coming with Graymore. Are there any performance updates coming for that one? Yeah. No, no, not at all. Okay. I mean, <laughs> moving on. Uh, we've got those. We've got those on our roadmap. I think one of the big things there is um, the uh, multi-core support. Mm. You know, getting in there and, and really utilizing more cores on your CPU to better offload the work of the game uh, so that things can load a bit faster, a little bit more optimally. 
I have something here in my notes about AOE ability types more specialized on the server. What does that mean? My eyes just glazed over. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that the, the engineering team and the, and the combat team have been working on is looking at how area of effect abilities uh, are run on the server. You know, when you cast an area of effect, there's you know the area and it's got to pick you know how many players are in there, who's in there, who's the right targets. And so they, they optimized that specific type of ability so that it just runs better on the server. That sounds like it would have pretty big impact uh, on Cyrodiil. There is potential Cyrodiil. for it, mm -hmm. yeah, wow. to, to really improve things. In a good so. way, yes. Cool. All right, well, we don't want to take too much more of your time. You know, you have a lot of interviews to do, so thank you for joining us. Uh, we are actually going to swap Rich out with Mike Finnegan. Upgrade. But while we do that... <laughs> I highly doubt that. <laughs> so we're going to show you guys a quick video while we swap these guys out. This year-long adventure into the dark heart of Skyrim starts with Harrowstorm, which focuses on two dungeons, Ice Reach and Unhallowed Grave. Discovering the mysteries in these two dungeons are a gateway to the larger dark heart of Skyrim. Ice Reach is this island in the middle of the Sea of Ghosts, and there's this mysterious storm swirling about. So an expedition was sent there to figure out what's going on, and they haven't returned. Once the player arrives on the island in search of the missing expeditionary force, they come across Lyra's Titanborn, and they team up with her in order to discover what the witches are doing on the island and put a stop to this mysterious storm. As you travel across the island, you're going to come across multiple witches, each with their own type of magic. Some are going to use fire. Some are going to use electricity. And they also have other minions and creatures that they're going to bring to fights. Unhallowed Grave is this mass burial of bones that has been underground and sealed away for thousands of years by the Pyre Watch. And it's been so long that what exactly is down here is actually unknown to them. And they appointed people to watch over it. They had one job to do, and they couldn't do that right because somebody broke in. Not only is the player going to have to deal with the Nordic mercenaries, but the defenders that the ancient Pyre Watch left here to guard the tomb. And you are discovering what was left down here and what the Nordic mercenaries are looking Better for. Out of the mine. So well in place. This is goal. <laughs> Hi, Finn. Hey. Look who we found. Look who we found. Yeah. Everybody welcome Mike Finn again. I see you got the memo about what color we needed to yes, wear. Yes, everybody has to wear black. Well coordinated. It's for dark heart of Skyrim. I, hey, ah. nice. <laughs> Rich was wearing green. I don't know how he slipped through. What so else? we just watched a video about the Harrowstorm DLC. We did. Your team is working on a couple of dungeons for that. We're going to talk about those in just a minute. Um, but first, we want to dive into a brand new system, which we think maybe you guys want to hear a little bit more about, coming with Graymore, called Antiquities. Heck yeah. So, Lehman, let's talk a bit about that. Yeah, so Antiquities are really rad. I'm really excited about it. Um, it's a really awesome system. I know Rich spoke about it at uh, length during the thing, but basically when you break it down, it's two mini-games that allow you as a player to, to travel around Tamriel and find all sorts of really cool stuff. And cool stuff includes, uh, you know, uh, things that you can put in your house. Like this. Uh, yeah! 
like this guy right here, Ruby uh, Dragon uh, Skull. That is awesome. Uh, all sorts of uh, you know things like emotes and then uh, things that uh, players can use in combat, a little bit of something for everybody. So and let's talk a little bit about how the system works, because it is a little bit confusing when you first hear about it. So how do you kind of get started with Antiquities? Right, so uh, when you uh, get into the Dark Heart of Skyrim and you go to Solitude for the first time, there's a group called the uh, Antiquarian Circle, and you go and you speak to them, and they'll run you through a short tutorial that introduces you to both minigames. You get a chance to hang out with uh, fan favorite Gabrielle. We haven't seen her in a long time. Oh, from the base game, yeah? Exactly, yeah. So She's been busy Gabrielle getting this whole over there. Yeah, I know, there you go. I knew they were in the house. All the, it's like the bride side, all the Gabrielle. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, you get to hang out with her. She walks you through the system, and then you're pretty much off to the races. You get to go find cool stuff from every, you know, historical era of Tamriel. I got a question about the, the way that that actually works, because I admittedly suck at this game. So, oh, I'm glad we brought you on the show. Uh, 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 How'd you get on stage? The minigame. In regards to the minigame, if you're better at the minigame, does it, or worse at the minigame, does it change the way that your rewards are delivered to you? No, I mean, during the minigame, you can uh, redo it if you don't think that you've done a good enough job. And uh, when you, it's, it's not going to be it really, there's not going to be a large barrier of entry for players. Don't feel like, oh my gosh, I messed up on the antiquarian's eye and I'll never find anything. <laughs> um, we try to keep it uh, you know, accessible for everyone so that everybody can take part in the system. So yeah. it's no adult tantrums like I have in VMA. <laughs> Well, <laughs> no, but the, but to measure what he said, I mean, there is a, a skill element to it, a mastery sure. element to it, where you're going to get better the more you do it and the, the more you practice. A lot like VMA. Uh, well, some you're people. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, there is a mastery element to it that we, we want you to kind of like focus on and right. get better at doing this. Including stuff. two skill lines that are specific yep. to the antiquity system itself. Awesome. So we kind of heard this when Rich was up on stage, but I think anytime a new system like this is added to a game, players may have the question, is this going to be scalable? Rich mentioned it very briefly, but like it's going to be in the old world, it's going to be in, in Skyrim, is this something we are going to maybe see going forward as Absolutely. Well? That's one of the coolest things about it is, is that it's kind of baked into the cake of Tamriel generally. So it'll drive you back to previous zones you haven't been in. Tamriel's and a cake. FYI. It is a cake. It's a, a cake of many layers. It's a many-layered cake. Um, but yeah, you're going to go back to every region of Tamriel that you've been before and uh, the antiquities that you find there are appropriate to the space that you're in. So mm-hmm. if you go back to Alakir, maybe you'll find an ancient Yokudan relic. If you Ooh. go to, you know, if you're hanging out in Skyrim, you might find something from Atmora. So there's all sorts of really interesting, like really deep dive historical lore things. Do you and find any Imperial stuff? Because Imperials don't really have a homeland. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Personal attack. So security, make sure we need to on stage, please. Um, so yeah. this sounds like it's the biggest non-combat activity that we've added to the game since housing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's something that if you need to take some time off and you don't want to be, you know, killing a bunch of things, you can, it's kind of a zen activity. You can go out, hang out. And the things that you find, though, uh, apply to any kind of game style that you can think mm-hmm. of. So you have uh, things that you can get in the antiquity system that are great for combat. Things in the antiquity system that you can get that are great for furnishing your house. Uh, there's a little bit of something for everybody, so everybody will be able to engage in the system and have a really good time. Yeah. I think Rich mentioned... What's that? 
No, no. It's bound. Good they're question. Bound. Yeah. They're bound. That's an excellent question. They're bind on equipped, uh, the items that you get. The, or bind, geez, they're the bind on accounts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think Rich mentioned the siege weapon for PvP. That's yeah. a brand new siege weapon that players can get. It's really rad, cool. too. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. It's nuts. Um, he also mentioned the special mount that you can get, and this is only available through Antiquities. We actually have a screenshot if you guys want to see it. I love it. It is. So, yeah, you can only get that mount through Antiquities, yep. and it's pretty badass. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not like cool. your basic horse, so Absolutely. it's cool. Another thing uh, Rich mentioned was the mythic items, and, and I kind of want to touch on that because um, they're, they're one-piece items. You can, only, uh, you can only wear one of them. Uh, so you could equip it, and the idea behind the mythic items is it's not just combat-related or anything like that. Sometimes it's going to change how you, game, uh, how you play the game. So when he mentioned the jewelry piece that increases your, uh, your, your non-combat speed by double, I mean, that's perfect for people going out in the world and hunting crafting nodes and doing everything like that. So they're going to be able to zip through the world and do stuff. So it's kind of going to... These, these items are not just designed to, like, I'm better in combat. They're also designed to cater to different kinds of gameplay. That's cool. I heard a question from the crowd. The mount, is it something that you get whole, or do you put it to, you find pieces and put it together? I do you remember? believe that you put it together. You put it together? Okay. I, More I details in 11. Yeah, yeah. TBD. <laughs> we will have a full article on this. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be we we'll That sounds like it's player testable. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> so being kind of a lore hound, I do have a question about the antiquities and... The lore perspective, do you have, is there a way in game for us to kind of track the things that we found and where we're going with, uh, with finding some of these relics? So one of the coolest things about the system is, is that we're, uh, as lore is developed, it's, it's delivered through the world in our game. We don't, you know, come in and say, this is what it is. Uh, as you're finding things, uh, there are different characters who will add text to a journal where they'll explain, oh, we think it's this, we think it's that, we think it came from here. Well, I don't know. And uh, so there's going to be a lot of... Elder in a nutshell. Exactly. <laughs> so so that, that ambiguity uh, is going to be carried through the whole thing. And uh, so, so there'll be a lot to read and a, a lot to learn to go along. And yeah, it does add on to it as you, as you progress through it. Exactly. So you can get more bits of that lore. I honestly see like guilds being formed after this system. I truly do. For the true lore hounds awesome. out there. They all work yeah. together. Yeah. 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 And the nice. library. Is there going to be an Antiquity <laughs> Seekers podcast? The fact that this appeals to so many players. I mean, we've talked three times now at this point. But the fact that there's PvE, PvP, mm-hmm. all of this, it brings together the community at large into this. And I think that's something the game is needed. So huge kudos. Yeah, I know and, you've yeah. talked a lot about on your I streams about, have. like, <laughs> we'd really like something to do that isn't just questing or combat. So, yeah. Well, you don't want to fish all day long? I mean, fishing's great, but now we can dig. Yeah. But it now does go to show to tag on to what It's like digging is like fishing in the dirt. It's like fishing in the dirt. <laughs> There's your quote for the day. There you go, right? Tattoo about onion digits. All right, so as Jess mentioned, uh, we will definitely have an article on the website explaining yes. antiquities when it gets a little bit closer to PTS. This is in quarter two with the chapter. Um, so let's move on a little bit to the vampire. We want to kind of 
sink our teeth into. And the crowd groans. I'll be here all night. The vampires. Yeah. So, um, vampire scale line, as Rich mentioned, is undergoing some changes. Um, so, what sort of the goal behind? I hate to say it again, but revamping the vampire. <laughs> well, it's it's to make vampirism feel more visceral. I think that's the biggest thing. Is is that we're presenting uh, kind of a power fantasy for every kind of vampire through the new skill line. So. Uh, there's abilities where you can mesmerize people like Count Dracula. Um, there's abilities where you can, you know, take uh, life away from people in a really kind of like feral way, like with, mm-hmm. you know, this crazy eviscerate slash. So um, everybody who wants to get a real sense of what it's like to be a vampire in Tamriel, this is a great place to, to, to do it. So as Rich mentioned before, we're uh, doing all these new animations, paired animations where you can, you know, jump on people and drink the blood and stuff. That's so cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we've also gone back in the, uh, the Vampire Quest uh, tutorial and revamped it to... That joke just okay. comes out of yeah, nowhere. Keeps going. Last year it was elsewhere. Every yeah, time right, somebody right, talked right. about, oh, I'm going to go elsewhere. <laughs> now we're but, revamping uh, <laughs> But yeah, so the, uh, the, new qu- the, the quest is going to bring you up to speed on uh, how the new system works, and it's, it's, it's really sweet. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's also like... Uh, like Vampire before was... It was cool and all, but it was kind of like one passive, right? Like people like yeah. got this, and then they kind of... Um, hung out, got this passive, the undeath passive, and they're like, all right, I'm just going to hang out with that and get my magic back or whatever. That could be. It's a lot so, more active. So now. now it's more active. Actually, we've even kind of flipped the script a little bit. Like before, the less you fed, the, the stronger you got. And then the new vampire line, in order to make it active, the more you feed, the stronger you get. So we're kind of flipping around that paradigm that if you want to be a vampire and you want to be a badass vampire, you have to feed and get stronger. Often. And your look changes too, right? As you yes, as you're, and that's another thing too, is before your look would change, the less you feed, and now it's the more you feed, your look will change. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, we're done here. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> okay, so you guys know I'm a huge quester, a huge lore nerd. I do yeah. all that. I don't spend my time dancing and in Eleanor. <laughs> hey, hey, that's for later. <laughs> so we have this amazing statue of Vampire Lord sitting there. We do. But yep. we were also taught in previous Skyrim that they're kind of very rare and they're not something we approach. I'm sure some community members are out there wondering. How are you guys approaching it without making it feel overly normalized or anything sure. like that? Yeah, um, I, I know. Mm-hmm. Should we get into the alt for? Uh, yeah, we might as well. I think you should. Yeah. They, they they Rich said he didn't want to spoil it. I'm sorry, but Rich. that's him. I'm sorry. That's, 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 that's not us. Yeah. That control. was the main show. We're the post show. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll spoil it. Um, the uh, the alt for you, the vampire skill line is that the player is able to turn into what we're calling a blood scion. Which is much like the vampire lord. One of those guys. Yeah. Vampire lord. And uh, yeah, it's really, it's really rad. Um, That's the ultimate. It yes. is the ultimate. That's yes. the ultimate. Yeah. And uh, it's it, yeah. There's 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 definitely there's been a lot of debate in the lore community about is the vampire lord form is that exclusive to the Volcahar clan that we see in Test Five? Um, Lame, uh, Mother Lame is the you know kind of the mother of vampires. She can manifest her vampiric powers in a lot of different ways. And uh, since the player gets their powers directly from Lame and the right the right of the scion or whatever. Um, you're, you know, she gives you that ability to turn into that form. So, uh, you know, the lore's, the lore's sound. Don't worry. 
It's uh, we're in good shape. We got this. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like we have a master to keep keep watch on. Talking <laughs> about lore because I'm pretty sure it's pretty clear that I'm a pretty big lore nerd. No way. But anyway, I want to ask a question specifically about all the different vampire clans because you did mention the Volcahar clan, and it's if you're going to open the door, I'm going to go right through. It. So <laughs> my question is is in, uh, specifically in Skyrim, are we going to see anything? It sounds like all of the different skills that we're going to get are kind of different in each way, are they reminiscent of some of the different uh, vampire clans that are present in Skyrim mm. and throughout Tamriel? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, we're, we're not going to deal a lot with the Valkar clan. Um, they've got, you know, uh, Lord Harkon has a lot of plans that are in long-term development. <laughs> Uh, so, He's but, in pre-pro right now. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, uh, the different the iconic vampirism abilities are all going to be present. So uh, vampiric drain, um, the, uh, the ability to, you know, feed like you would in previous titles. And, uh, yeah, so you're definitely going to feel like all the, the you know, greatest hits of vampirism in Tamriel are represented for sure. Nice. Cool. Woo! Yeah! 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 That was exciting. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> awesome. So sounds like vampires have a lot to look forward to in the Damn next right. chapter. So we want to talk about how, how does this fit into the overall chapter? How, we want to talk a bit more about Greymore and the zone in which it takes place. So let's dig into that a little bit. Sure. We're going to use dig in a lot, are we? Yeah. <laughs> let's sink our teeth in. Let's sink our teeth in. Yeah, so Skyrim that we present in, uh, in Greymore, in the Dark Heart of Skyrim, is, I mean, obviously it's, a, it's almost a thousand years before the events of Test 5. So uh, the situation is very different. Rather than, you know, a battle between the Stormcloaks and the Imperials, you have this kind of Cold War brewing between West and East. In the East, you've got uh, King Yorin, Everybody, players, knows everybody knows him. Everybody knows him yeah. uh, from uh, the, our original release. He's hanging out in the Ebonheart Pact with the Chilling, Dark Elves, the Argonians. Um, <laughs> now we're Chilling. heading west. Uh, the, the High King there, there are actually two High Kings right now. Uh, so the High King in the west is King Svargrim. And uh, the, the west is much more isolationist. Uh, they're much more, uh, you know, kind of standoffish. Uh, but they're also, they're very proud Nords. They're Nords, Nords. You know, when they talk about death and Sovngarde, they mean it. So uh, players will get a chance to hang out with, with this, this different group of Nords. And the way that the, pla- the power struggle between Svargrim and what's going on with the rest of the world plays out plays a big role in the, uh, the quest itself. What about the art direction? So there's going to be areas that people have seen before sure. in mm-hmm. The Elder Scrolls V. And then there's going to be some newer areas that they haven't really experienced before. So what, what was kind of the general art direction for our version of Skyrim? I, yeah, I, th- I think that hits the nail on the head, right? It's, it's presenting Skyrim in a, in a way that's unique to, to Elder Scrolls Online. So you get the, you know, the best of, uh, you know, uh, Test 5 in, you know, going back to kind of the greatest hits of, you know, it's, it's Solitude, it's Blackreach. Uh, it's, uh, you've got, you know, Labyrinthian. There's all these really cool places that you can go. Um, but we've also, like I said, it's a thousand years in the past. So there's a little bit of things that are a little bit different. So there's just enough that, that if people played TS5, uh, that they'll get it. Like you go to You'll Solitude and you kind of see, is, is every house in the same place? I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, I've walked through it, and it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. solitude's a di- is everything. But as you're going through, like the, some of these uh, little like shacks and stuff like that might not be there because they haven't been built yet or something like that. But very much like you, you walk through the major points and the major cities, and you're going to recognize. It's a lot like we did in in Morrowind mm-hmm. or um, yep. 
uh, or any of the other uh, areas. Yeah. Can we take a moment though to talk about the fact? Absolutely, Rich, Kyle. We could take a moment. Do, let's have a moment. <laughs> let's take here. a moment, so, Kyle. I think Rich actually set this up earlier, but this zone is split in a very interesting way because Absolutely. people in the community were speculating. Dark Heart of Skyrim, does that mean we are in Black Reach? What does that mean? A 60-40 split, I believe, is what we're looking at. That's yes. insane. What inspired that kind of you know, huge dynamic shift like that? Well, I mean, I think Blackreach is just a really cool area. Um, players uh, got a chance to run around in there. You've got, you know, giant glowing mushrooms and Dwemer ruins. And, um, and we, we were able to build upon that and, uh, you know, add even more Blackreach and different types of biomes. Like you saw during the video, uh, uh, Graymore Keep uh, is, is kind of a warmer palette. Um, so you've got different types of cave environments to explore. And, uh, yeah, I've, uh, you know, I've been running around in there, you know, during development. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. It feels, it does not feel small. It feels big. And, and that's also part of, like, the story also very much drives this kind of thing. So, like, as you go into Blackreach and stuff like that, it's not, um, it's, it's not forced or anything like that. The story is driving you down there. It makes Absolutely. sense. You know, if we're talking about vampires. This is a place that doesn't get light. Uh, it mm-hmm. just makes sense that, that they would, that's where they would build their kingdom. Kind of. So speaking of not getting light, I imagine <laughs> that would allude to the fact that we're possibly going to see Falmer yeah. in Blackreach. <laughs> Uh, well, you know. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, during our time period, Falmer, uh, this is, again, this is not Test 5. Uh, when people talk about Falmer, it's, it's, that's ghost stories. Like, oh, there's these weird things that come out of the ground sometimes. And I think, you know, they ate Joe's goat a few weeks ago. Um, so, that's, so That's pretty much every Falmer story. Yeah, exactly. It all ends in a goat. They ate Joe's goat. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but. But, um, but there's there's a pretty good chance that the player might encounter some former along the way. I got a question because you guys sent out these amazing maps to the community members, right. and many people here answer. spent hours <laughs> speculating. Did they? Yes. Wow. They did a great website. job. This is like entire algorithm put in place for this. Any <laughs> chance we can know what those maps actually mean? Should we should we reveal all at this point? Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, when you uh, when you put those maps together, uh, I think the community did an amazing job of translating yeah, they did. the data. Really we did not make it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Good um, job. <laughs> so great work. Um, Next year, four hundred different maps. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, when uh, he, a lot of people were pretty much there, uh, when you line up those maps in exactly the right way, if you take a look at it, uh, the markings on the map correspond to the major locations in the Greymoor chapter. So you've got Morthal, Solitude, Dragon Bridge, and a uh, number of spots that might become relevant during right. the Right. There are some, right. some parts that you might look at and go, oh, what's this? And you'll figure it out. You will. <laughs> Can I just say, Daedric is really freaking hard to decrypt. <laughs> I, got, I got to tell you, man, hats off, because they did not make it easy for you. You're not that smart. <laughs> man, it was hard to decrypt some of that stuff. Educating people, right? right. That's what it is. Everybody, should, everybody should get on Duolingo. And there, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, take the, the Daedric course in Duolingo. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you touched on the, the time period a little bit. So how did the general time period in ESO versus Skyrim, like what's going on during this time period when, when Greymore takes place, and how did that inspire the, the tone and the general vibe of the zone? 
Yeah, it's 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 a really cool time in Tamarielic history for you know a lot of reasons. There's a lot going on mm-hmm. um, in Skyrim. Like I said, there's uh, you've got that that Cold War brewing between the two halves of Skyrim, and uh, a lot of times one of the cool things about doing what we do is we're able to tease. Hey, this is how things might resolve, and uh, there's there are things that happen in this quest that might kind of determine the trajectory of the region generally. Um, so, you know, for those of you who are wondering, you know, are, are we, are, how is Skyrim going to stitch the wounds back together again and see how things are going? And over the course of the year, you might figure some of that out. Um, but, yeah, the, um, the, the, in terms of tone, uh, the you know, Western Skyrim is, it's, it's much, it's a hard place. It's a cold place full of grumpy people. Uh, <laughs> it's are, a dead planet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bug planet. <laughs> Do you want to know more? Do you want to know more? And Rich um, mentioned a bit that it's, uh, it's, it's a bit similar to Rivenspire in, in tone absolutely. and style. Too. Yeah, that gothic tone, I think, is, yeah, is like where grittier, we were going with that, that feel dark, of, like, grittier, yeah, yeah. You're, you're walking into vampire land. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, is there any for. bleed over from any of the other <laughs> stories? I get it. <laughs> I get it, bleed. Is there any Please. crossover between any of the stories that we may have already played through in the base game and to what we're going to experience in Skyrim? Mm. Well, uh, the inclusion of Lyris Titanborn, that's a big one. No Lyris Mount, sorry. No Lyris Mount. Are there any other returning characters? Yeah, yeah. Well, like Rich said, everybody's favorite dark elf to hate, Narciss Dren. Narciss Dren is back. We've got Nirama, we've got Rigor, we've got Lyris Titanborn. There's a ton of characters who are going to come back. Some members of the Ravenwatch? Yeah, including, like, speaking of Rivenspire, we've got some members of the Ravenwatch who might show up. You'll have to wait and see who they are. Yes, you will have to wait and see who they are. So I saw somebody mention um, when we were playing the CG trailer at the start of the show, um, some people in Twitch chat were like, Who's that woman and why is she so big? Like, she oh, God. She's <laughs> Who's that woman? <laughs> do you, for, some people may not understand, she right? Is. So, do, do you want to awesome. get into like, why woman she is, is just why is towering over so everybody yeah. else? Well, first I'll say you guys should play the main quest of the original <laughs> game, that'll explain it all. Um, but yeah, she has giant blood in her veins, and uh, that makes her real big. Yep. She's our snow lily. She's our snow lily, yes. Uh, She's a badass. She, she is. is. She's She's really cool. Yeah. All right, so we're going to shift our focus a little bit from um, Greymoor and Skyrim the Zone, talk a little bit more about the trial. That's the 12-player content. So Kynes Aegis is the trial coming yes. in the Greymore chapter. Why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Which okay. I know I don't have to beg you to I talk know. a little bit more. About that. <laughs> Talking about a trial? <laughs> Why whatever should I say? Uh, yeah, so Kynes Aegis is it takes place on an island that actually is in TS5 Skyrim, uh, but it's it's just a an island you can go to and mine and stuff like that. So what this is, this is where the what the island was before it became a barren wasteland. Um, and what it is, is it's the north of Skyrim, and it's like a bulwark. That's why it gets the name Kynes Aegis, which is the shield uh, from the north of Skyrim. So uh, it's to there to fishing and mining, but also to protect against northern invaders. And uh, coincidentally, that's what you're doing when you get there, is you're, you're repelling invader? a northern invasion, <laughs> nice. or an invasion from somewhere. Mm. So let's talk um, a little bit about the size. Is it similar to any previous trials? 
Yeah, I think that when we hit elsewhere, we got uh, that's a, that's a that was a good, a good model going forward. Sounds fire. Is, what did I say? Elsewhere. Yeah, elsewhere. No, yeah. the whole trial is as big as elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 475 bosses. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's as big as it's as big as Sunspire. There are three bosses. There's three hard modes. Unlike Sunspire, it doesn't. It has a more linear approach where you go from boss. One, two, and three. You can't take the first two in any order. Um, and uh, we think that that size was was pretty good, and, and people had a good experience when they go through there. Also, the three different hard modes gave this level of uh, varying levels of difficulty that people could challenge themselves and push themselves. So if they get through one hard mode, then they can go and try another hard mode. If they can't do it, they're not out anything. They can just complete it uh, on veteran. Important question for all the collectors out yes. there of mounts, pets, everything in between. Last year with Sunspire, you introduced a mount behind an achievement. Are behind we looking, God's fur, yes, behind the big achievement. Yes, yes the big one. Yeah. Are we looking at something similar this year? We are indeed. Yeah! <laughs> it will be just as hard as Sunspire's achievement, so it's not going to be for everybody, but it's going to be pretty cool. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Why do you have a guilty right conscience, Cash? Why do you have a guilty conscience? I can teach how to dance. In Illinois. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Kyle's offering dance lessons. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it'll be behind some of the, the hardest content, but we are planning on do, uh, doing that again. And, uh, I'm not going to tell exactly what it is yet, but it's, uh, it's pretty going to be it's pretty cool. It is cool. I do know. <laughs> how dare what you? Us, <laughs> what about other types of rewards for those of us that maybe aren't good enough to get them out? We got the standard, we're going to have a skin reward, we're going to have the armors and, and all that jazz that, that we normally do. So, uh, yeah, all that super special stuff that we always throw in the trials. Right on. Have you all done anything new or different with the trial? Nope. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, very boring. Very boring. <laughs> so, uh, Back a box feature. We, we, yeah, right, right. Commonly, uh, people kind of skip the, the base pop where they, they blow through it and they just kind of group stack and kill and stuff like that. So we've uh, played some extra focus on the uh, base pop to make it a little bit more challenging. Players have to kind of think about that stuff. Think. Yes. I know, I know. It's new and, new, new and different. Ben, can you talk to me like I'm a kindergartner? What the heck is bass pop? So, bass pop is... <laughs> uh, uh, Should I say bass pop? Yes. <laughs> you, I'll answer this question, then you get your crackers. All right. uh, so, bass pop is... Uh, commonly referred to as trash. It is uh, all of the not bosses in the dungeon. So now it's uh, the monsters it. that, yeah, now you get it. Now, now you get it. it. I don't call it trash because they have feelings. Don't tell me that, then I feel bad. <laughs> I don't feel bad. <laughs> so for our final segment, we are going to talk a little bit about the first DLC coming, yeah. um, Storm. Yeah. So this is really our only opportunity to sort of give a preview of this DLC before it hits the PTS. So next week, um, next week, yes, Yay. very exciting. Uh, frantically trying to get everything. Where's my tear jar? <laughs> oh, I can hey. use this. A reliquary <laughs> of tears. Oh, reliquary of tears. So let's start with um, Ice Reach, which is one of the dungeons mm -hmm. that is in this DLC. One of the great things about doing these dungeons is he gets uh, to have me as a writer. Lehman got to be yes. my writer for this. I, who gets to have the lore master as their lead writer for this? <laughs> well, that's what you content. used to do before you were a lore master, yeah. right? Yeah. No, Don't diminish his accomplishments. <laughs> it's wow. still great. He's still wonderful. You matter. 
<laughs> so let's talk um, a little bit about Ice Reach. What's kind of the, the history behind that? Yeah, so uh, Ice Reach uh, is another island in the Sea of Ghosts uh, where the Ice Reach Coven uh, basically has their base. You guys might remember Droda uh, from previous dungeon content. Dire Frost, this is, yep. yep. This is where her coven, that's the seat of the, their power. And uh, the player is uh, directed to go, uh, Yorin, the Scald King, sent a bunch of Nords to check out this island because there's this huge storm brewing and it was sinking ships. And um, the people who went out to go see what was going on they never came home. So the player goes out, uh, meets up uh, along the way with Lyra's Titanborn, and uh, yeah, wrecks faces and um, solves the mystery. Sea of ghosts, and people didn't come back. I know. I know, right? It's hard to believe, right? Pikachu face. Right? <laughs> Wait, I'm smelling a trend here. So we're building off a of dire frost. So you guys, I, I saw Celine last time. Yep. You know, that's a continuation, wrapping that. The Ryo from uh, Wrathstone Dungeons. Exactly. Yeah. So are you guys moving in that direction of kind of giving some nope. of these plots extra parts? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, we always like to kind of take a look at not just the past of our game, but the past of, of Elder Scrolls games, and, and bring that. We did it with a kind of, if you look at the Elder Scrolls past, Fang Lair, which was in, I think, Arena, and then we brought that kind of like uh, into our world. Um, and so, uh, yeah, using things that we've had in previous dungeons, kind of fleshing out their stories and telling them uh, and finishing them. So, Droda of Ice Reach. Um, had an interesting story in Direfrost, but now you get to see where she came from and, the, and her sisters in the coven that she came from. Awesome. Dungeons is, is a really big thing for me. and I, uh, I'm I know, glad to hear that, guys. I, I know our, <laughs> our guild loves the dungeons. We actually go into lore mode and just kind of slow down, and we, we absorb the story, which okay. we really love. Layman, please say that you're proud of me for doing this. I'm super proud of you for doing <laughs> Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody's proud of him. Thank you. Were you just fishing for compliments? Is that what you were doing? <laughs> Setting you up. Oh, okay. All right. It's a, it's a minuscule pet peeve, but I do have a pet peeve. Oh. Some of the NPCs, particularly Thoraya, hide behind a freaking rock while we're doing all the work in these dungeons. So my question is, can we expect Lyra's Titanborn to, to help us? So, so that's a big thing for the characters that we're dealing with. Thoraya is very much scholarly and she didn't kind of get her hands dirty. Right. But Lyris is a badass. And she absolutely will She's not... She's not going to hide behind a rock. She is not going to hide behind a rock. She's not going to be a damsel in distress. You don't, get to, you. You don't save like, her or anything way. like that. <laughs> what's pretty funny is, is you, you meet up with her. You're not, you're not following her. She's not grouping up with you or anything like that. But what it is is you're going through different parts of this island. And she's going through... So when you meet up with her... It's like in a swath of blood as she's just cleaved like several people. And then she comes up and talks to you and she's like, I got shit to do. And, like, and she goes off and kills some more people. Uh, so what's pretty funny is the stuff that you go through when you get to fight, you can imagine she did ten times worse shit. I don't, I don't think there's a scene Perfect. that she shows up in that she doesn't That she doesn't cleave somebody right to death. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. Every time you see her, she's killing somebody. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to Unhallowed Grave, which is the other dungeon. Well, yes, in the that's CLC. the one you saw with the, the grappling hook. Thing. Yeah. Yes, that's how you use grappling hook. Grappling hook. Yep. <laughs> it's the universal grappling hook symbol. All right, so what's going on in this dungeon? You grappling hook. That's it. That's uh, it. That's the whole dungeon. Just grappling hook. That's it. Just go in circles. <laughs> 
You want to explain? Oh, yes. That? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're taking away a Lehman. Anytime somebody brings up grappling hooks, I'm just like, totally shut down. Uh, yeah, so uh, the, uh, the, the dungeon is a deep, dark cave in Bankarai uh, where something has been buried away for a long time. So long, in fact, that the people who are guarding this grave in large part don't know what, even what it is. And uh, there's, it's a dark, horrible grave that a number of Nord uh, mercenaries are taking ashes and bones and stuff out of it, and you're tasked with learning what the heck is going on, why are they doing that, and trying to put a stop to it. That's pretty much it. Well, wait, there's a little extra, though, I think. Someone told me there's some mysteries down there that you might have to try extra hard to find. So this is one of those things that we're trying to avoid because I really want to watch streams and stuff like that of people figuring some things out. But there are some secrets in here that are going to be... Great. You don't want to take a, take a, a long look around when you're heading through the yes. okay, There's all there kinds all. of cool stuff in here. Got it. Finn, I know the grappling hook really yeah. tickles you. Yeah. I love it tickles it. us. Don't get me wrong. It really tickles us. You have a grappling hook that tickles you? It tickles us. That's awesome. I'm just saying. We've gotten the It's a family stream. Here's my question, Yikes. sir. <laughs> By all means, ask about the tickle hook. <laughs> There's nothing more satisfying than finding a spot way above your head that you cannot travel to and Correct. using that grappling hook and just flying to that spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we love that mechanic. We're happy to see that that mechanic is going into some of the dungeon content. Well, wait till you play. <laughs> In other words, there's something big at the very top where we grapple to. I get it. But is that type of mechanic or more creative things like that something that we can look forward to as dungeons evolve in ESO? So, uh, yes and no. Um, so, when, whenever we do uh, a dungeon and, and put together some, some pieces and stuff like that, we always take a look at how we can challenge and create new gameplay. Moongrave Fane is a good example. We had the moving block, right. and we got the idea of putting this on pressure plates to open, open gates and stuff like that. Um, so, when we saw the grappling hook going in for, for Dragon Hole, we are like, all right, we got to take that. We got to see what we could do with that in a dungeon. Uh, and we did, and we kicked it up kind of. It's not just traversal. It's used in boss fights. It's used in new and interesting ways in boss fights. There's all kinds of, like, cool new traversal elements to it. We're going to challenge your dexterity. Uh, so, yeah, I know, right? That's it for me. But as far as mechanics like that, we're always looking for, for new and interesting mechanics we can throw in there. And it's absolutely, if we see something that we think is going to be cool and new and interesting and fun to use, we're absolutely going to use it. Well what about rewards? What can you get from these dungeons? Um, we have the standard uh, items that you can get, the, the, the rewards like item sets and stuff like that. But the, uh, so the two rewards for, for the veteran, completing veteran versions of these dungeons in Ice Reach, you get uh, a weapon motif. That's the first time we've, we've offered the weapon style. And it's so you a good get, one. Uh, you get Lyris's battle axe as a weapon Ooh, style. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, and for Unhallowed Grave, we actually have these really cool new body markings, which are like, they're like textured red that look super cool when, they, when you put them on and stuff. And they're body markings, so they're not, so they kind of play well with skins too. So you can actually, I'm, I'm interested to see what people kind of put together. The combinations. New, yeah, yeah, combinations with, with this stuff too, so. That's what's, and then there might be some other stuff. Exciting. New oh, sets. Oh, there, there are, are new, new sets. sets. Yes. <laughs> I don't have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> check it out in the patch notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys be able to check out the patch PGS notes. Next there's PGS new item sets, um, and there's also serial crafted sets. 
in the, in the, patent, in in the update. update 25. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that'll all be detailed in the patch notes coming next week. Yes? Um, I think that's about yeah. it. Unless there's anything else you guys want to bring up. Do you have any other up? questions for us? No. How hard is the new dungeons compared to the last two? Oh. I wasn't asking you. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have any questions <laughs> up here? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Who's that guy? So how's how the new dungeons? Let me add, let me add to, to what Gan's calling out, though. So in yeah. the past, you and I have had this conversation before. We have, So I think. I think you know what I'm saying. In the past, there's been kind of the trifecta achievements, completing hard mode, speed run, no death. Now, you kind of moved away from that a little bit in the previous, last year's dungeons. Is that seeing a return? Can we expect something like that? You mean as far, so we have, we have those achievements. Right. Uh, and we but. don't, we, we're tying, uh, we kind of like the, the incentive aspect of adding a title to it rather than, rather than the, the overall mm -hmm. overarching reward. Um, and that's mainly because we want to get more people to be able to feel good about running these dungeons and running these rewards and stuff like that. So, and we only have so much time to do all of this thing. So I'll, if it was up to me, it was, every achievement would happen. So <laughs> like, we don't have that much time. So, um, and we want to incentivize doing these. These are, these are like the landmark achievements. So, you know, like, oh, I want to do this because this is the thing I get. Um, so we, we're, we're going to incentivize that. But for, me, for the most part, the veteran is going to keep the, that cosmetic reward and then the title is going to be uh, offered for the the pinnacle kind of thing. Uh, a lot along the lines, <laughs> lines of uh, God Slayer when God Slayer was in Sunspire and stuff like that. It's such a cool title that, that can stand by itself. Yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I got a quick question for Lehman, and it's switching gears a little bit. I wanted to talk just a, real quick about the prologue quest and how that prologue oh, yeah. quest and the, the lore kind of ties into to grabbing you in and just throwing you right into into a lot of the parts of the Skyrim that we're going to be able to explore, such as Blackreach. So how does that tie in if you're a starting player just getting right into that mm -hmm. prologue? Um, well, I mean, the, the purpose of a prologue is to kind of whet your appetite for the chapter that's upcoming. So uh, there are elements. It's it, One of the cool things about Harrowstorm is there are elements of the dungeons that kind of tie into the pro prologue. So there are things that you discover in the dungeons which inform the prologue activities and the, and the quest there. And I think by the end of uh, your time doing the prologue quest, you're going to have a really good idea of, you know, who, who are the major players, what is the major, you know, plot that we're going to have to dig or, you know, dig into during the chapter release. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear what people have to say about it. They kind of like Rastone, but it's a little bit more um, obscure. So, like in Rastone, you got both halves of the Rastone, and you're like, oh, these are two things of this. And then you go to the prologue, and he's like, all right, this is what it is. And you're like, oh, that's cool. So, in, in the dungeon, you're actually finding two pieces that you don't necessarily know how these two things relate right. until you do the prologue. And then when you do the prologue, and you kind of see the two things you get, and you're like, oh, that's what it was. And it conveniently explains the name of the, the DLC. Too. That's so the beginning you, of the Dark Heart. And that's, that's one of the, the coolest things about those dungeons is that first glance they don't look like they're connected at all right and uh, over the course of the prologue it all gets tied together and, and, and part of the whole DLC I mean when the, we announced the DLC it's update 25 of Terror Storm people are like the F is a Harrow Storm right so you're like yeah well you know after you play through all of it you'll be like ah oh, I know what a Harrow Storm is now and then you'll be like a lore buff Yep. <laughs> and you'll get to see actual hero storms. Somebody will be like, what's a hero storm? be like, I know what this yeah. is. <laughs> I know what this is. You'll get to actually see them um, in the chapter in Greymore. Yes, yeah. hero storms? Actual Absolutely. Hero storms. You get to see uh, hero storms in the chapter. Yep. Yeah. You know, the big. 
The, <laughs> they're up there. They're up there. So we want to thank I think everybody in the audience literally looked up. There we are. <laughs> so we want to thank everybody for tuning in, both on the stream and in our audience. This yeah, was thank super you guys. fun. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us yes, on our guys. And Rich Lambert. I mean, Rich Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Lambert is off yeah, doing so interviews. Yes, yes. 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 It's off an interview. <laughs> and Gary. And Gary. 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 Yeah. Gary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> As Gina mentioned, thank you all so much. And everybody here, this has been so special for us. This has been our first live audience. It's so cool. That's so awesome. So we can't really, wait really to do it again. Love the energy in here. You guys are um, great. It's, it's really, really, really great, great to be here. <laughs> we just get all of you guys to follow us around all the time. I'm going to make a sandwich. Yeah! And don't forget, you can pre-purchase the Graymore chapter right now. And we have a lot of good information on theelderscrollsonline.com, including a full SKU article, which will help you see which version is right for you, what's in the CE, and everything you need to know. And don't forget, we do have um, a few streamers that are going to be streaming live from this mm -hmm. event. Um, Alcast and Ninja614 are starting up first in about 20 minutes. And then we'll have KPAL all the oh, way from the UK. KPAL. <laughs> Be streaming in about two hours, so they'll be live from the event. Be sure and check out their channels. They're going to have maybe some exclusive dev time. What? Maybe, Ooh, maybe some pop-ins. Maybe. maybe whether they want it or not, they'll have. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see a fin face just, <laughs> just poking through. Slowly get in there. Yeah. Can I talk again? Please? <laughs> All right. So we will see everyone ask. on PTS next week. And thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you.